shit, we're back. I don't. Hey, two more weeks of golf, we go hard. Then you get a two-week breather, and then it's the swing season. If you don't play swing season, you're not a try-hard, and this probably ain't the show for you. So get your shit together. Get ready. Great, great contest this week, if we're being honest, and it's uh, uh, going to be a pretty fun little slate. I think we might see some carnage, and anytime there's some carnage, my ass is in. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator and soon-to-be NFL and college football content creator who is here to help you get a little bit better at DFS and sports betting because if you want to know a little secret, you probably fucking suck at it, okay? And so, what can I do to help you? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm not going to give you any picks, okay? So if you're here for picks, don't worry. Uh, there's plenty of other shows to watch, but buddy, i got to tell you, this ain't the one for you, so go watch them! But if you do want to learn a little bit about the process or you just want to do that gets on here and talks a lot of shit, I might be able to check both boxes for you. And if you really like what you see, come check out that schedule because starting in less than two weeks, I will only be doing live streams. No more pre-recorded shows. I'll be doing this every Wednesday night, even in the swing season, you tryhards. I'll be doing a Monday night and Thursday night football show at noon the day of. And then, of course, I'm going to be doing my emergency stream for college football and NFL coming every Friday and Saturday night. It will be a similar format to this. Well, yes, I will give out shit because last time I checked, I'm not a fucking poor, okay? Which, if you haven't heard, I do give away prizes. For every 100 likes we get over there, I will be doing another ticket that we will build. And I think it's like 250000 to first this week. So get in there. Let's go chase some money together. It's on me. We'll split the profits 50-50, okay? Uh, you should also know the big guy has a problem saying, fuck. See, I anticipated that one. And every time I do, I put money in the tip jar at the end. We're going to draw to play with one of you guys. Please save your questions until 725. That's Lord's time zone. At 725, you start asking questions. That's when you'll be eligible for the drawing. So save your questions still 725 in case I already answer them so I don't have to say shit twice, okay? Um, here's uh, last week's winner. Uh, let's see. Teddy, what do you think? Pay that man his money. I think so, Teddy. He whooped our ass. I think I've lost like five straight weeks. I think the point is I need to quit fucking cussing. I think that's the point because I'm losing my ass on these. Reclaja! We can build a ticket. I'll, I'll PayPal you the money. Whatever you want to do, you let me know, big guy. You whooped that ass fair and square. I'm a man of incredible integrity. If you don't know, if you're like, hey, man, I ain't seen you all week. Where the hell you been? Well, I told you I wasn't making a course preview video this week because that right there was me at TPC Summerlin. Yeah, that's where they play the Shriners coming in in October. Out there getting some great course knowledge. You see, I got, have my boy Jamie there. That's uh, a couple poker legends. Old, old Danny and uh, Scott. Yeah, Scott, the uh, World Series of Poker main event champion in 2017. And then me. And here's what you need to know about the round at TPC Summerlin. I made a par on the first four holes. That's all you need to know, okay? I was actually was, I was playing heads up against Danny, and I quickly realized that was a bad idea. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I still owe that dude some money. He was taking it easy on me. Unbelievable golfer. Uh, Scott uh, was hurting, right? The guy, the guy's a chance. He's the anti-Hideki. He was hurting, and instead of bitch quitting like Hideki would have done, the guy's just out there grinding so that we could have an awesome round at TPC Summerlin because he was the one that had to get us on. Um, I Actually, you know, we, we got some more pictures. As we were coming down the 18th fairway, somebody actually snapped the this picture of uh, me and Scott. Uh, you could see he was struggling just to get up there. He was, you know, it was a lot like Jordan back in the flu game. You know, I was, I was helping him get there, but we got there. You know, the guy, the guy is a champion with a heart of a lion. Thank you again, Scott and Danny, for getting me on the course. That was badass. Anytime, hey, all of you out there, if you ever want to get me on a badass exclusive uh, uh, golf course, you just let me know. I'll come out there and disrespect your course with a 97 anytime you want, pal. All right, let's get going. Uh, while I leave that picture up just a little too long. All right, here you go. First question you need to know is, uh, or the first question you need to answer. See, I'm so, I'm so, I can't even focus with that fucking picture up there, okay? So what do you, what do you want? So what is, here we go, new guy. I'm, I'm usually more polished than this. I'm not. Uh, here is the question. Have you made your lineup yet? 
You have. You have. You're just like the guy in the back. You're a slapdick, and, you know, fortunately, I don't chain you to the wall. Only him. So let's start talking about it. I am going to do a little bit talking about some of the um, – look at the fat kid fan going over here just see just seeing me at, at tbc summerland is making my ball sweat again uh so uh, ass juice everywhere okay me and lucas glover just ass juice city uh okay uh the the contest this week let's face it they're pretty they're, they're big they're big they're really big really big i don't think we're gonna see any overlays but here's what i can tell you man this is this is just DraftKings. just they can't they just can't fucking leave good enough alone the 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 five dollar drive the green which you know i love i think it's a great contest for like medium uh level players to max in and have a chance to win some real prizes it's four hundred thousand this week i think they bumped it up from 350 last week but what do they do then they go give a quarter of it to first so it's like they just fucking nerf the best contest out there you pricks so like to me this one's like down right unplayable now 10th place is one 100 the first Polly, tell him get the fuck out of get here. out of here with that shit all right so i mean once again remember they're doing that leaderboard special they're doing the 222 the 40 and the six dollar if you place in those each of the weeks so just it, it takes your cumulative score and you can get bonus points at the end right bonus dk dollars which is nice because you know like it's just a way to get free money the $3.20 max is good. You know, a lot of the ones that typically have good structure still have good structure. But this one, you know, $1.2 million uh, with 250000 first. That's over 20%. So fuck that. I'm not playing in it. Not playing in it, Bob. Uh, four max 250 is really good this week, but most of you all want to play in that. The $100 single entry is good. But there was a – where, where the hell that $200 single entry? Where'd it go? Where'd you go? Where are you hiding at, Bob? Oh, uh, did it fill? Oh, no, here it is. Look at this. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Single entries people love because they tend to have better payout structures, right? But look at this. $75,000 price pool. $20,000 at first. That's why, like, 26.7% to first. Polly, tell them. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, they're just nerfing really good contests. So now you got to go play in the secondary 200, but it's only 10000 to first. I just, I don't know, man. They they, they just need, just bring me on as a consultant. I'm free, guys. I'm free. Don't forget about uh, the $10.18 max, my baby. That's always a good one to play in. Great payout structure. I'm telling you, man, just if you just focus on payout structure, especially a week like this, where I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, there's not a lot of fucking edge at week long this week, okay? So the best thing you can do is not play in the lottery, right? If you want to go play in the big lotteries this week, then just go fuck go to 7-Eleven and get a scratch-off ticket, dude. It's the same thing, okay? Because with no cut, it's not like, ooh, I'll gain an edge Thursday and Friday. Literally, you'll be in first place of a GPB heading into uh, Sunday, and you might min cash. That's that's how crazy these no-cut events are. It just takes two or three guys, chalk guys to go ham and your ass will crater, okay? So just keep that in mind when you're selecting your contest this week, right? Also, the one contest you should definitely be in is mine. Look at that. Only 500 this week. I get tired of trying to fill this shit as everybody's ready for football season. Only 500 spots you can see. It's almost full. You better go get in there now. $5 three max. Reduce rake. Be there. Be a part of it. Be a part of the community. Or don't. I don't give a shit, but it's a fun little contest. Here's a shout out to our winners from last week. Big Gamer 497 with the win. There you go. 500 bucks. Don't hate it. Uh, if you're flying the flag, I might have gave you a shirt, Dickie, but you're not, so I'm not gonna, even though I'm pretty sure we built a lineup together. So there you go. Go hop in that now let's get to the next part of the show called what's the first thing we always check at pga dfs that's not right either you're re- that fucking new guys tonight really trying to get chained to the wall so we have this is windy.com okay unlike everybody else in this industry who i know for a fact are rich they somehow can't find the 18 dollars a year to get actual wind projections so we will be using windy.com because we are not fucking poor around here okay 
that was a very loaded statement if you just break down what I said there. So uh, they are at just, what, south of Chicago there at Olympia Fields Country Club, which is a pretty good course, right? We don't see it that often. It's only part of this BMW rotation. I believe they've had some U.S. Opens and shit there. I don't know. I didn't do my homework as much this week, all right? But here's what I can tell you. I can tell you weather, and the weather looks spicy tomorrow. Spicy is what I would call it, right? At least, at least hot to very hot, okay? You can see that in the morning, it is looking like they're going to be, you know, sustained 13 to 17 mile an hour winds with 25 to 35 mile an hour gusts. That ain't easy. Okay. This course is already difficult, right? It's a par 70 that plays very long, plays very difficult with thick rough. I will say that there has been rain in the area. And depending on what projections you look at, there could be some storms around 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So the one take I have for you this week is that this course is going to be tough. It's certainly probably going to you know, not be a minus 20 winner, but I don't think it's going to be as hard as it was uh, in 2020 when they played here. Mainly because back then, I went, I looked it up, it was a much firmer and faster course. I've had numerous boots on the ground this week tell me that the course is playing quite a bit softer, specifically the greens. And then if there's going to be some light precipitation tomorrow morning, which if you go look at NAM, they're pretty convinced there's going to be storms on and off tomorrow, right? So if those storms do end up coming to fruition, look, even H saying there could be storms around 9 o'clock tomorrow, right? And if that's the case, that will help keep this course soft as it is already softer, but these winds are still going to kick their ass. So I guess my spicy take would be this. I think the winner is going to be closer to the minus 9 to minus 11 range and probably not the minus 4 to minus 6 that a lot of people are projecting, right? Because outside of this wind that we see Thursday, it will be a little spicy on Saturday, but not too bad, right? And I would, I, I, when it comes to scoring, what affects scoring? more than wind is really firm fast greens and I don't think we're going to see super firm and fast greens it is going to be a difficult course a difficult test but not it's not going to be U.S. Open a minus four winner it's not going to be that I truly believe that all right so what do we why do we give a shit about any of that a week long well here's what I'll tell you if you do get some storms tomorrow morning the earliest groups go off around 9 30 and it looks like the winds kind of let down they're kind of on and off and tomorrow afternoon it's kind of hit or miss but the one thing I could tell you the thing that normally screws over afternoon tea times is courses get really crusty they get really chewed up as a bunch of people have played on them but with only 50 people in this event the greens are not going to get as torn up as they normally get furthermore it's only going to peak at in the 70s tomorrow 70 degrees ain't gonna bake out no course in an afternoon when they got rain in the morning right so i think that tomorrow if you made me pick i might give a slight lean to the afternoon guys right i think it's going to be pretty much the same all day so what it's really going to come down to is saturday or excuse me friday for round two and once again this is not you got it look right here this day it's not like normal uh, a normal week right but it's also not like they're all out there at the same course everybody is going off of t1 and when you go off of t1 the last group will be done before the final group tees off so there are waves out there we need to consider and I would think that the, the nuts time to be out there is probably going to be Friday morning, right? Although fri all day Friday doesn't particularly look bad, but what do we know? When all things are even, you tend to want to uh, err on the side of the morning, right? So I don't think there's a big weather edge this week. I'm uh, only going to consider it maybe when I'm trying to cut down my player pool the last few guys. But if you made me pick, I would probably want these guys that are probably going off uh, later on round one. So that would be these dudes down here. A good example would be somebody like a Arrow Hatton, right? Or, or, or a... Um, Cam Davis, Andrew Putnam, Seamus Power, those groups right there, because then they get to go out there Friday morning, and I think they're going to be in the nuts conditions, right? So later Thursday, earlier Friday, which, you know, we're only talking about a two-hour difference, but every hole helps, right? But once again, if I could just tell you one thing, I wouldn't spend too much time chasing a weather edge. The one thing I would help you, I would want you to remember about the weather this week is this, and it is very simple, that there's going to be more scoring here than you think, and that these greens are going to be softer than you think, okay? So if you want to look at guys that, like, are good at soft greens, like Justin Thomas is a great player 
play this week. Oh, wait, that fucking bum didn't make it. But a guy like him, right? Colin Morikawa is a guy I would have instantly scratched off, uh, A, because I don't like him, and B, because he fucking sucks. But this week, now that I think there's going to be softer greens, I am considering him more than I normally would because these greens are going to be softer and not as firm and fast as they were in 2020. And I think that that allows different types of players to perform well here that otherwise would not perform well here. So that's how I would use the weather this week, okay? All right, that is the weather. We're moving on. Uh, don't forget, they're going out, and, and they're going off in pairs of two over about a five-and-a-half-hour period, four-and-a-half-hour period, okay? So that's what you need to know. There's the tea times. I just, you know, that's on Twitter. You can go find it your fucking self, okay? Uh, a lot of cussing tonight. Fired up. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you know the big guy's the most sweaty tryhard you'll ever meet? You notice how I never miss a show no matter what, even when I got emergencies last week or I have to go play. You know, I, I plan golf trips to Vegas around this show because I'm always here. And part of that is I make projections, not only ownership but point projections, right, for round one, round two, round three, round four showdown, and, of course, week-long, a.k.a. kicking the nuts. As you can see, they are right here. All of my projections and my ownership and my ceiling are all baked in, and it's through the solver, the best optimizer out there. If Not only if you sign up for the solver will you get all of my projections uploaded, you will also get to use the best optimizer out there, the solver, right? And if you don't know, NFL and college football are coming, and my projections for those will be just as try-hard as my PGA one. So I encourage you to sign up for all the sports. Just make sure you use that landing page right there if you want access to my projections. If you don't want access to my projections, then don't. I don't give a shit. Uh, but that, that's your loss, bro, okay? So use that. Sign up. Use that landing page because uh, uh, we're going to be coming a real, real hard during football season. Oh, yeah. And there's still golf going on during football season. So don't be that ass clown that quits, okay? Um, all right. We're moving on. Let's talk some pivots. Uh, by the way, show might be a little, a little, a little shorter tonight. I don't know. We'll have to play it by. We'll play it by uh, headphones. So uh, let's see here. Uh, last week uh, at the Wyndham, how'd the old chalk do? The chalk did pretty okay, uh, but the pivots did pretty well too, right? So I mean, it was. Wait, why the fuck? Wait, Wyndham. Last week was the. Oh, we didn't update it. That's right. We decided to. I was like, wait, wait, Wyndham was. You can tell the big guys had some drinks in Vegas. So we didn't keep track of that because these events are just too wonky. So we're not keeping it these next three weeks. So you know what? I'll just go ahead and X that tab out. Let's get to ownership. Here we go. Here are the 10 guys that I am uh, guessing are going to be the highest owned this week, right? My projections, my model projections say they're going to be the highest. So we're going to check them out and we're going to talk about what kind of chalk they are, right? Are they donkey chalk? Which means that if you play them, you're a huge donkey dick. Are they going to be air chalk, which is like a little too high. I don't love it, but it's okay. Or are they just going to be okay chalk, which means like, you know, like I don't even consider it chalk, but if that's what you want to call it, we'll call it that. Okay. So first up, we have old Neckbeard himself, Patrick Cantlay, who I was very warm to last week, and uh, he did okay. I mean, he lost in a playoff to, to old cheater putter, banjo playing Lucas Glover, but Patrick Cantlay is back this week at 10500 which is a very reasonable price tag now that we have that unique $5,000 pricing, right? The cheapest players are now going down into the 5000s whereas we're used to seeing them in the 6000s which makes guys in the in the five figures, the 10000 plus, to be much more attainable to, to get into your lineups, right? Patrick Cantlay is uh, no uh, exception. Patrick Cantley is a guy who plays uh, seven, par 70 courses really well. He plays difficult courses very well. He plays everything well because he's a good player, right? Because you know he doesn't have a social life with that fucking neck beard. So... Patrick Cantley, I have coming in as the highest owned guy this week, right? I I would be pretty surprised if he's not. Maybe one of these like random 7K guys jumps up because everybody gets FOMO, but I feel pretty good that Patrick Cantley is just that perfect Goldilocks zone where you can easily make him the first or even second guy in your lineup, right? Scotty Scheffler is a guy that can never be the second guy in your lineup, right? You don't want to start Rory and Scheffler. That's just a really bad build this week. But starting Scheffler Cantley is viable, or starting Cantley and dropping down to Hovland or whoever you like, right? So because of that, I feel pretty confident that Patrick Cantley is going to get the 
most ownership this week. And he has guys right above him and right below him that he is significantly higher than. So, you know, maybe this is just a neckbeard hatred thing, but I think I'm left with no choice. Patrick Cantlay, that man? The man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. We don't play that donkey chalk. Get out of here with that donkey chalk, Patrick Cantlay. All right, go, go get some, go glue some hair onto your cheeks. Jesus. All right. From there, face cheeks. Don't be weird. Scotty Scheffler is next. Scotty Scheffler is coming in at a cool 21%, right? A little bit higher. I think people are going to love that price discount that you're getting off of Rory, even though Rory is playing great. They definitely would like to play him over Rom because Rom, honestly, he kind of seems like it seems like the only thing he's interested in looking at his body recently is like donuts, okay? Like he doesn't, he hasn't seemed that focused on golf recently, okay? So, I, you know, you got to put on that data sympathy weight. Whatever. So, Scotty Scheffler coming in pretty high. It's 21%, but he is not completely out of line with where we were seeing Rory or where we're even seeing Ramathan, right? Yes, a little bit higher, but not too out of line. So, you know, I think it's only fair. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of hedge my bets here. We'll give him eh, – I don't love it. He's a little high, but, you know, I, if you want to play Scotty, I think that's a very easy guy to get leverage on, and you play him if you want to, okay? But now we're getting into 20% owned guys uh, at 7,500, okay? Uh, if, if you already don't know what I'm, what, what's about to happen here, welcome to the show, new guy. Benny Ann is 20%. And I'm just going to tell you, there are guys, two or three players directly above him in the pricing that are objectively better players than him. Two or three guys right below him who are objectively better players who are going to be half the ownership. This Benny Ann thing is laughable. So this is the easiest one all week. Benny Ann, that man... The man's donkey chalk, and we don't, we don't do play it. donkey chalk. We're, guy in the back, would you play Benny Ann? Even the guy in the back's not playing Benny Ann. That's when you know that, I mean, he loves playing donkey chalk. That's why he's hanging out in the back of a room, okay? What the fuck ever? Okay, moving on. Rory McIlroy coming in at 19.2%. I honestly don't think it's that bad. I don't even know what accent that is. Whatever. That sounds like Rory to me. Wait, no, I wasn't bitching and moaning about stuff, so I guess that didn't sound like him. So, Rory, I, you know, I 19%, a little high, um, but whatever, right? It's whatever. We'll just call him uh, kind of like his personality, right? He's just... Eh, right? It's like if you want to play Rory, I don't think you get off of him for 19%. I definitely shouldn't, right? I think you just get committed to him and you play him, you know, in at least 40% of your uh, lineups. That's what I would do, anyways. Now we get to one of my favorites. Uh, you want to know the truth? Is underpriced, okay? You want proof of that? He's cheaper than Lucas Glover. What are we doing? He is cheaper than Lucas Glover. What a time to be alive. Uh, Terrell Hatton is a tremendous player. He is a guy that's not in good form and you, he's underpriced. And the only thing keeping his ownership from being 25% is that he is not in the greatest of form. However, Aram Hatton can play tough courses just dandy. Aram Hatton is going to be very owned. And he is in a little weird island here because right after him, pricing kind of falls off a cliff. So as much as I hate to say it, I, I, I'm left with no choice. Just like his skin, every time he misses a putt, we got to paint him red. Because that man is donkey, donkey And we don't play donkey And we don't jump. play it. Except when we do. Except when it's Aram Hatton. Okay. From there, we got Keegan Bradley. Well, once again, a, 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 tremendously underpriced. Keegan Bradley, the first thing I thought of this week, I was like, this is going to be like a PGA championship. Who does well at PGA championships? Anybody? Any? That's right. Keegan Bradley. Good good job, new guy. Keegan Bradley is, uh, I, you know, I, I was dumb enough to put him on my sleeper list before I did ownership this morning, thinking that his ownership might be mild this week. Boy, was I wrong. I think he is going to be one of the highest owned guys in all of the seven Ks, if not the highest owned. It's going to be him or Benny Ann almost assuredly. And it's at, at, at 18%, you know I love you, Keegan, but man, 7,100 at 18%, I don't care if it's a three-person field. That's gross. That man be... The man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. We don't chalk. do that. No, we don't. Okay, maybe I make an exception for Gigan. 
All right, Russell Henley coming in at a smooth 8,200 uh, uh, at 17%, which seems reasonable. But when you look, this is, I'm telling you, this 8K range is so weird. We're back to that everybody hates the 8K guys again. And so because of that, he's on a little island of ownership. And what have I told you about chalk? Chalk has nothing to do with what your overall ownership is. It has to do with what your ownership is relative to the people around you. And so if we are being consistent, Russell Henley's ownership, if it is significantly higher than everybody else around him, we're left with no choice. Russell Henley, that man... The man's donkey chalk, and we, we don't, don't do it. Donkey chalk. We don't do it. A lot of, a lot of donkey chalk this week, you mother fathers. All right, from there, I think we can take Xander and Rom, and I don't even really consider these guys chalk, but there's this narrative, oh, he's 15% Dutch chalk from all these fucking morons in the industry that don't understand what the term means, and so if we're going to call them chalk, well, I'm just going to call them good chalk, all right? They're not that gross, all right? Uh, lastly, though, this one, I'm back and forth on this one. I love Cam Davis, okay? I, I was playing Cam Davis back when he was 3% when you donkeys didn't start playing him until he was 15%. So welcome to the party, you neckbeards. Uh, I love Cam Davis, right? But he is, by definition, a little too highly owned. He is higher than all the guys around him. But damn it, I'm a biased man, and I don't want to call Cam Davis donkey chuck. So you know what? It's my show. I'll just give yeah. me. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's a little high, but maybe I just don't want to call him donkey chuck so I can still play him. I swear to God, I just felt an earthquake. Do we get earthquakes in Oklahoma again? Swear to God, I just felt an earthquake. Okay, there you go. That is ownership. Listen to me, new guy. You need to hear this, and you need to hear this good, okay? First of all, why the hell are you just finding me in mid-August, okay? Second of all, this is what you got to know about Chuck. On a week when there's only 50 players, this week more than ever, you are going to have to eat some Chuck. If you're playing uh, 20 lineups this week and you want to have a player pool of 20 guys, almost assuredly you're going to have some Chuck in there. Because if you're just taking 20 guys that nobody wants to play this week, you're, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it ain't going to go real well for you. Okay, you're going to have to eat some chalk. The key is, how do you use that chalk, and how do you use it with other chalk, right? How does it integrate with the rest of your player pool? How can you make your lineups be different? If you want to play neckbeard Patrick Cantlay, I get it, right? He's a, the wind blowing, he's, it's not going to get in his beard because he doesn't have one. I get all the narratives, okay? But what, here's what I can tell you. Here's what I can tell you. If you're going to play him, you just don't go fill out the rest of that lineup with Benny Ann, Keegan Bradley, and Russell Henley, right? Because now you're basically playing 2v2 versus literally thousands of people, and you're giving yourself no chance to win. And at a no-cut event, you want to really be different than other people's builds. Maybe leave a couple hundred dollars on the table. Maybe start out with uh, nobody above 10K. Think of how nobody else is going to build and build your lineups like that, okay? That alone. Fuck all the players or anybody you pick and just simply focus on how can I construct my roster different than everybody Everybody else out there is and that alone could give you the edge that you need you got it good moving on let's talk a little bit about a little little drift okay wednesday night drift happens people are looking at ownership people are saying shit do i really want to play that guy or oh damn speed's only going to be seven percent guess i'm playing him which almost worked out really well last week what did i tell you nobody wants to play speed you just play so let's talk about some guys that I think are going to get steamed up tonight, okay? Some guys that uh, we're going to wake up tomorrow and uh, uh, their ownership is going to be higher than I currently have projected. And let me just go ahead and warn you. I've been tracking. I'm shooting like 55% on this. I've been ass wrong because you want to know uh, about 45% of the time I'm ass wrong. And you want to know why? Because I'm trying to predict the minds of crazy, weird people that don't know what the hell they're doing, okay? Some of them I nail. Some of them I'm just wrong. But I am going to give you logic, and I think you should use that to uh, uh, see if you think that there's going to be any steam or moonwalking from these guys' ownership come tomorrow morning, okay? So first up, we have Arrowhead. Okay? And 
Abe Hinton is coming. I mean, he's just too damn good to be 9,000 in this field, okay? I don't care what his form is. Terrell Hatton will grind his balls off for you to hard courts, okay? And you know, two of the rounds, he's probably going to shoot the best round out there, and then he'll shoot a 75 the other two rounds and still finish T3 because that's what he does, right? So Terrell Hatton, I'm pretty sure, is a guy we're going to wake up tomorrow and see that he is probably going to be something like over 20% because he's just so easy to be the second or even third guy in your lineup because we have those really nice pay down options this week. So I'm pretty sure Abe Hinton is going to be a guy that gets steamed up by tomorrow. So be expecting his ownership. If you think you're getting sneaky playing uh, Terrell Hatton thinking he'll only be 12%. No, he won't. No, he won't. Okay, get better projections, home skillet. Uh, next up, we have this one. This is just a total gut feeling, okay? And based off of how much I ate in Las Vegas, that's a lot of feeling, okay? Brian Harmon, 8,100. Here's what I know. People love Brian Harmon a lot, right? I, you know, I get that Lord of the Rings is one of the you know, greatest trilogies of all time, so people have some weird childhood connection to him. I get it. I get all the narratives, okay? Uh, I get that he can put on a ring and fucking disappear. I get them all. I've heard it all, all right? But here's what I know. People like to play, play Brian Harmon. He never misses the cut which doesn't really matter this week because it's a no-cut event, but that makes people love him, right? Because people are, oh, he got me 36. I love that little hobbit. But here's what I can tell you. Brian Harmon can grind his balls. The tougher a course is, the more I like the hobbit, okay? So with that in mind, I am pretty sure that all those Harmon lovers, if I'm justifying playing Brian Harmon, I know all the hobbit lovers out there are justifying playing Brian Harmon. So I think Brian Harmon tomorrow morning when we check in is going to be four, five, six points higher than we expect, and he will be steamed up. For what the fuck ever. For a week long. There we go. Moving on. We got Cam Davis. Cam Davis is a dude who is like playing great. Okay. Cam Davis can play a long course. Cam Davis is good at the skill set that you're going to need this week. And uh, Cam Davis keeps being chalkier and chalkier every week, and he keeps paying off. And if you want to know what keeps somebody chalky, being chalk and delivering for people. Everybody's like, oh, i got to play him again. It was like Taylor Montgomery last fall, uh, last swing season, right? Oh, he finished 15th. i got to play him again. He finished 11th. i got to play him again. And they just kept playing him every week, not even giving any thought to he was just luck sacking his balls off, right? I think that's going to be Cam Davis. People are keep getting rewarded for playing him. Why would they stop now? So I'm pretty sure tomorrow when we look in, Cam Davis will be steamed up higher than we're thinking, right? That's my projection. But if people are going to get steamed up, there's got to be people that are moonwalking. Uh, by the way, uh, 725, it is now an acceptable time, editor, to tell them that they can ask their questions now, right? Anything I haven't covered is free game. I will scroll back here to 725. If you've asked a question before this, I'm not going to answer it. There you go. There's the Oh, 355 people in here. The number one stream in PGA DFS, nine out of the last 10 weeks. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. By the way, you know what? As the golf season dies down, the try hard are always going to beat the plebs. Thank you for making this the number one stream. Again, appreciate every single one of you mother fathers. All right, let's get to the moonwalking. By the way, it's only 726 and we already got more. You love to see it. Okay. Uh, uh, guys, I think are going to moonwalk. Jonathan Ramathan. I just don't think that he's been delivering for people. I think he's slightly overpriced, which feels weird to say about a guy who is so good at golf, but until he produces results, people are just going to go to Scheffler and Rom, or they're going to take the price discount and drop down to Cantlay and Xander and guys like that, right? So I think Rom is just a guy who's going to come in and be like 12% tomorrow. People are like, why the hell is John Rom 12%, right? Uh, so with that in mind, John Rom is going to pretty sure he's going to moonwalk tomorrow in ownership. From there we have Cam Young. I have Cam Young awkwardly high. I think like 14 or 15% and I just have one question. Why? What, what, why? He sucks. Uh, he's not that good. And there's other guys who are just objectively better players just above him and just below him. I cannot believe that people are going to look in the 8K range and say, well, I can only play Cam Young out of this group. Why? Why? So, once again, this is me assuming the intelligence of uh, the DFS community, which is a dangerous proposition. So, I'm pretty sure Cam Young, <laughs> he moonwalking his ass backwards. 
From there, uh, we have Benny Ann. I have Benny Ann. You saw earlier. What do we got him? Like 18% or some shit like that? Correct. No, 20% Benny Ann. If Benny Ann's 20% and a no-cut field at 7,500, when there's objectively uh, better players above and below him, you'll see, well, there'll always be an edge at PGA DFS. Surely this guy will be closer to like 15% tomorrow, right? And so with that in mind, Benny Ann, surely, surely he is going to moonwalk tomorrow. There you go. That is our steam and our moonwalk with a little Wednesday night drift, okay? Let's uh, let's uh, get over to the model. But before we do, please like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Tell a friend because this channel continues to grow. We're almost to 4,000 subscribers. You see how close we are. Um, we couldn't do it without you. Me and the editor, two independent fucks. We appreciate every single one of you who help us out. Continue to do so. Uh, we're going to be going live all fall. No more recorded shows. So you'll always want to have your notifications on to know when we're going live. Over to the model. Of course, we looked at recent ball striking. Good drives gained in difficult conditions. Difficult par 4 scoring in that 450 to 500 range, because that's where a lot of the difficult holes around here lie. Around the green in difficult conditions. Bogey avoidance in difficult conditions. The proximity range of 150 to 175, 175 to 200, and 200 plus, because that's where the lion's share of your approach shots are going to come from. And of course, we looked at difficult par 70s, right? Who is really good on a par 70 when it's really difficult, okay? And so, let's get to it. Shocking! Just shocking. Scotty Scheffler's number one in my model. Once again, I'm undefeated. How do I always make a model and Scotty Scheffler and Roy's number one? I'm a, I'm a man ahead of my time. A true G. I'm the Oppenheimer of PGA DFS. I just see this shit. How do I do it? It's incredible. All right. From there, let's look at the model. Uh, no surprise, all the good players are good in the model. Once again, just, just shocking. Shocking. Tommy Fleetwood's number two. That's worth noting. Uh, if Tommy Fleetwood, uh, dude, this I, I'm just telling you, I just get a weird feeling that that guy's going to win this tournament this week. I don't know why. Um, I, th I think just because I've heard enough people out there pointing out that like now that nobody wants to bet him, that'll be the one time he wins. And that does seem really true. Like That just seems like a thing that would happen, right? Uh, from there, let's see. Uh, up top, look, you got this these top three, and then you have a big drop-off, right? $700 is a big drop-off from Rom to Cantley. So right there, ask yourself this this week. Are you playing single entry? Are you playing three max? Are you playing 20 max? Are you MMEing, which stands for mass multi-entry? Are you doing 150? And I think that when you answer that question, that really starts to narrow down, well, how should you play the top of this board? If you're playing a single entry, I think you play the lineup you want, right? If you're playing more like 20 lineups or maybe 150 or something like that, I think that you could probably get access to maybe all three of these guys or two of these guys if you really like them, right? Because you have more lineups to spread the love out, right? Maybe if you're playing a three-max, you say, well, I, I don't want to get carried away with those expensive guys. I want the first guy in my player pool to be Patrick Cantley, which totally makes sense too, right? So I think you want to be very cognizant about how you're using these guys. But I will tell you this, Rory, Scheffler, and Rom, for the win equity that they offer, I think their ownership is more than respectable this week. More than respectable, okay? So if you think, oh, I got the balls to fade them, to me, the big the big balls fade this week would be somebody like Patrick Cantley, as he is going to be higher owned, and he's at a discounted price, right? So fading Patrick Cantley, to me, is much more stones this week than fading a Scotty Scheffler or John Rom. Make sense? From there, uh, Victor Hovland seems like a guy that's kind of getting squeezed here. People want to play Cantlay. Uh, I think, you know, Xander's moderately, uh, uh, people are moderately interested in him. So Victor Hovland, I think people just don't want to pay 10300 for Victor Hovland. Right? And then after that, you kind of get into the great pivot range. From Jordan Spieth, literally to Glover, I don't think any of these guys are going to be uh, over 15%. Spieth, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Homa, Decky M, Fowler, Lucas Glover. Not a single one of those guys. The entire 9K range plus Spieth at 10,000. I don't think a single one gets to 15%. Which you were talking about some world-class golfers who all offer legit win equity. And if you can get the winner of this tournament at, say, 10 or 11%, that is a massive edge to have. So I am not telling you to put all these guys in your player pool, but I am saying you should definitely 
definitely be warm to having one, two, three of these guys in your player pool, depending on how many lineups you're doing, right? And if you're playing a single entry, I think you almost assuredly want to get somebody from 9,100 to 10,000 in your lineup because there's just so much upside there versus the low ownership that they are coming in at. All right, once you get down there, this is where it's just so easy for Aaron Hatton to be the second guy in your lineup, right? It is so easy for Cam Young to be the third guy in your lineup. These guys just fit so nicely, and because these guys are popular, that's why all the 9K guys aren't popular. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Corey Connors is getting ownership at 8,900. Like, Corey Connors is better than Wyndham Clark. Get, Polly, tell him. Get the fuck out of here. All right, Tom Kim, Jason Day, these guys are, uh, and Wyndham Clark, these are three really good players who are all getting squeezed between Cam Young, Corey Connors? What are we doing? Uh, from there, uh, I guess people have just given up at Tony Finau. 8300 is a laughable price. The, the, the fact that Tony Finau is $100 more than Russell Henley should make you fall out of your chair laughing. Yet Russell Henley might be twice as owned as Tony Finau tomorrow. Laugh my balls off. Okay? Uh, from there, uh, you know, I already told you I think Harmon's going to get steamed up. We know Henley's going to get steamed up. We know Cam Davis is going to get steamed up. So what happens when everybody gets steamed up? Rose and Fitzpatrick are the two guys that I think are going to get forgotten about in this range. If you have a warm feeling about either one of those those British wankers, then I say you get him in there. That's what I'll say. JT Poston's been playing great, uh, but I guess people are convinced that Benny Ann is a better player than JT Poston. What are you doing? doing with your lives. Siwoo, uh, once again, he'll get squeezed. Sep's going to get squeezed. Uh, Griot's going to get squeezed. Taylor Moore's going to get squeezed because everybody wants to uh, circulate to Benny Ann and Keegan Bradley. At least I get the Keegan Bradley one. Benny Ann, whatever, Bob. Um, from there, uh, from there, really, the ownership is is pretty low from 7,000 down. Tigala at 7,000, I would, thought would be chalky. Not at all. No one's playing Hablin or Putnam. McCarthy, Todd, Shank, English, all the ownership basically in the six cases is just on five guys, right? It's on Patrick Rogers, it's on Kirk, it's on Hodges, it's on Cole, and I okay, so I lied. There's four guys that are getting the ownership down there. Really, only four guys over ten percent, and you can't view uh, ownership down at the bottom this week like you normally do, right? Normally, the rule is anything over five percent we're skipping them, but that's for fulfilled events. At a field like this, these guys down here in the five and six case this week, they're legit golfers. These are guys you've paid ninety seven hundred before in a contest, right? So you can't think of it like that. I would say anybody under ten percent from seven k and below would be a quote unquote sleeper this week because there's only fifty guys and there's only six hundred points of ownership to go around. So on average, an average golfer is going to be 12% owned, right? So when you think of it like that, all of a sudden an 8% owned guy is actually a pretty good discount on their ownership. So you got to change your prism a little bit on how you're looking at ownership this week as there's only a 50-person field. And once again, go find a slime ball or three that you really like this week and get them in your player pool. You are going to spend all freaking night saying, do I go with Rory Schiffler, Rom, or Cantlay? And here's the best thing I could ever tell you. Those guys aren't going to determine if you win or lose this week. It's going to be, can you pick the shithole down here that is at 6% ownership that gets you a T5? That's what's going to get it. You should spend so much more time trying to figure out the 6 and 7K range, and you're going to spend all your time on these guys up top. And the truth is, all those guys up top are almost exactly the same to do well and they're all at high ownership so even if you do get it right and you get John Rom at 15% it won't matter because you're still sharing him with 13,000 other people so don't spend all your time debating about what to do up here and spend way more of your time determining what to do down here that is the best key for success you can have this week when there's no weather edge when ownership isn't completely out of line the best thing you can do is construct your roster in a way that everybody else isn't and find the shit bags that can go off and not spend all your time worrying about which 18 percent guy is going to do well and which one's not all right that is how 
I can help you get better this week because, let's face it, the edge at PGA DFS this week is not great. It's not great, right? That's why you should just play Showdown, dude. All right, which brings me to... Who is the one guy this week I am definitely not playing? Well, if I haven't shit on him like for this whole show, uh, if you don't see this one coming, you're just not paying attention, Bob. The one guy I'm not playing this week, and I actually like him. He was one of the first guys I thought of this week. I believe Pat Mayo was talking him up. I was like, damn, good point, Pat. Good point, Pat. Good point, Pat. And then it's all his ownership, and I fell over laughing. Get out of here. The day that I play a 20% owned Benny Ann at 7,500 in exclusive field will be the day that I will do 5,000 push-ups. It ain't happening in this lifetime. That man is not going to be on my my player pool. Sorry, Benny. You know I love you. I, I, I do. I love some Benny Ann. All right? But it brings me to a more important question. And first, anytime I get to this, the one guy I'm playing, if you are one of those dipshits that shoots me a tweet or, or comments on the YouTube videos, you told me to play Danny McCarthy last week and him didn't do well. I don't tell you to play anybody. It's the one guy I'm playing, you dipshits. All right? I don't care who you play. Here's the biggest secret I could ever tell you guys. I don't give a shit who you play. It's called the one guy I'm playing, not the one guy you should play, dipshits. So stop messaging me, all right? Or just don't watch the show. That's a good idea too. But the one guy I'm definitely playing this week is, well, I, I, they, he was the first guy I thought of w- watching last week, right? I was watching Shot Tracker all last week, and I was like, damn, this guy's like right on the cusp of just going off. He's one of those guys that just has completely got forgotten about this season. He's a guy that has not got that win yet, and he is just due for a win. He is an absolute killer at no-cut events, which this isn't your typical no-cut event. I get that. But he is a guy that has no weaknesses in his game, right? He is good at all four facets of the game, and I believe this week, more than ever, you truly have to excel at all four aspects of the game this week, and this guy does excel at all four parts of the game. He is a guy that I think is trending in the right direction. He is a guy that is coming in at relatively reasonable ownership for the upside that he offers. So let's see what the editor cooked up this week, because I'm really wanting to know the one guy I'm playing this week. Well, I think I think I need a I think I need a, a movie clip, right? Let's see who we're we playing. Oh shit, what do we got here? Something new? Oh shit, that's me. Well, I'm running. Hey, it's Wolverine, but it's Ron Burgundy. What the hell? Editor, what the hell is this? What do we want? Is this X-Men? Ron looks pissed off. Scotty Scheffler's Magneto? Editor, this is stupid. I don't like it. Rewind, I don't like it. Something new. I need better energy, editor. I need better energy. Wait, what's that? What's that? Oh, shit. It was Xander. X-Men, I get it now. But I like this one more. We're playing Xander! Let's go, Xander! We're playing Xander! Yeah! All right. I'm so out of breath now. All right. There we go. If you uh, if you want to know the uh, want to see who won the drawing, let's get to 200 likes so I can give away two um, uh, tickets tonight. But before we do, check out my site, djn75.com, the fastest growing community in all of DFS That I can assure you, and soon to be college football and NFL DFS, because we're coming hard for you, bud. All right. Go check it out. It is a cool site. You want to know about it? Um, well, if you ever have any questions, we now have a Twitter called DGen Support, DGen75 underscore support. If you ever have any issues, send them a tweet. Got a whole group of people over there because I got a team of people now that help me with my website. Okay, they'll help you out. Do that. Oh, yeah, and we have a bunch of winners over there. The King of the North, the guy that won 100000 last week, said, no, I want to win 5000 this week. Ricardo winning 2000 Oh, oh Ronnie winning 300 Illinois Twig winning uh, 50 Eric's winning 50 uh, Sean winning 45 Bill, who I'm pretty sure I just saw give me a super chat, almost took down 
down the main round two last week for fifty thousand. He'll just have to settle for fifteen thousand. Uh, uh, Billy just absolutely cleaned up in the five dollar last week. Um, uh, uh, that's stats ETL for all of you who don't know. You can just see all of our winners here. Great week. You will love to see it. It'll never stop because you know what? They're not following my picks. They're playing their own game and having their own process. What a concept! All right, and from there, I have the best tool in all of PGA DFS called the Rosetta Stone. I do it for round three and round four showdown and, of course, week long. AK kicking the nuts. Here's the one from last week. Let's go. All right, let's get to it. We definitely are over 200 likes now, editor, and still have the number one watch live stream in all of PGA DFS, which is a little website who's only been around for 15 months. So, editor, go ahead and draw me three names. The first two, you get to build a ticket with me, and the third one, you're going to play me in the F counter. Andy Smith, I know that guy. Uh, the man's a legend. That man is a legend. All right. Uh, and number two, Big Driggs. I like that name. Big Driggs. What up, Big Driggs? And third, who is going to play me in the F counter? Shuggy Cell. Oh, Shuggy Cell. Mr. Opinions. All right. There we go. That is who we are going to win. If we somehow get the 300 likes before I get out of here, I will do, I will do another one. Okay. So I got to scroll back. I got to scroll back. I got to scroll. I got to go back to 725. And then I'm going to start the questions from there. Uh, is continue to ask questions if you want. If we do get to 300, you'll be in there. Travis, uh, 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 you have been gone. The editor's starving. Please buy him a couple cheap tacos, Travis. I will buy him one taco. All right? Uh, inflation. It's inflation, Travis. What do you want from me? From there, Nick says, can I throw uh, 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 50 in the solver and make uh, my – can I just throw all 50 on the solver and make my 150 limes? You absolutely can, Nick. Uh, and, and the editor may have two tacos now. There you go. All right, I'm scrolling to 725. There it is. All right, here we go. Johnny has the first question. Who wins in a banjo duel, Mother Glover or the kid from Deliverance? Well, I mean, I would have said the kid from Deliverance three weeks ago, but I think Lucas Glover's on something special. I think he'd shred him now, right? Uh, so I, I, I got to go with that. I got I to gotta say it's old Lukey Gloves. Max Centering, uh, this is a cool guy, Bobby. Great name, cool guy, Bobby. Ma I don't recognize you. Welcome, new guy. Max Centering, 150 this week. Is it better to take a stand on the lower price guys and mix? Man, that's such a great question, cool guy, Bobby. And the fact that you asked that lets me know you are not a dumbass. I love new guys that aren't dumbasses. As I said a little bit earlier, you really want to spend the lion's share of your time determining who you want to make your stands on down low. I think it's very, very viable this week to go pick, you know, if you're, let's say you're doing 20 lineups and you're going to have a player pool of you know, like 15 guys, all right? I think it's way more important to pick the five or six cheap guys that you really want and commit to their asses, right? Commit to them like a marriage, and then you can mix and match six or eight of these top guys, right? You don't have to be overweight on all of them because you're making your stands down low, and you realize that all these guys up top offer so much win equity, so much top five equity that you're not going to want to pick and choose between them, right? Whereas what you really want to do is get all the leverage by nailing the lower guys. In a no-cut event, I think it's the smartest way to play it. Great question. Great question, you mother father. Tigala uh, loved pairing O'Kill, but same uh, worst form, deep dive. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to deep dive shit, but what, what has Tigala been up to? It just seems so broken recently. And of course, where you need to be playing from the fairway, golly. I mean, look, it seems like two times in a row he's picked up off the tee, but now he can't hit his irons, which is one of the things I usually think of Tigala being good at. I just don't know, man. I need, I need to see it before I go there. Raklage. Raklage. I'm not saying it. Uh, with Tommy Sunday struggles this year, would you be more leaning at show? Yeah, I mean, Tommy's always a showdown option, right? He's, he's one of my favorite, like, 9K guys at showdown every week, right? Especially if he's coming off a, a, a pretty meddling round. He just always seems to be a good play the next day. So, yes, I do prefer Tommy at showdown over week long, but I am not afraid to play him at week long. I'm not. Uh, do any of the 5 to 6K players wind up in the top 10 this week? Well, let's look. 
Uh, in the top 10, yes. At least one of them will finish in the top 10. You heard it here first. Is Grio good chalk this week? Decent bogey avoidance? I, I don't think Grio's chalk, bro. I, I think he's pretty moderate ownership. And when I think of guys that are a great fit for this course, I think of Emiliano Grio. I like Grio. I, he, he probably going to be in my player pool. Can Lucas Glover win again? If he does, I will. you can have a free ticket on me because there's no chance. Uh, didn't you notice uh, Can't Play shaved his neck? Well, oh, did he really? I didn't. I was, I was in Vegas hitting golf balls. Need you see more? Need you see more? Look at that. Look at those legends just getting going out there. By the way, he shot a freaking – Danny shot a 73, I think. One over. He shot a 73. Such a good golfer. Pissed me off. He's the best kind of golf buddy you can have. He's awesome at golf, and he's not a prick. That's, that's the best kind of golf buddy you could have because there's two kinds of golfers I always run into. They're either really good at golf, and they're assholes, or they're terrible at golf, and they're friendly as shit. They're, you can never find somebody who, like, meets both of those requirements, right? Uh, so there you go. That, that's my take on that. Uh, do you place any outright? bets I, I if i i would love to kevin and when i'm in vegas i do uh but i didn't get there until sunday so i couldn't place any uh and this week i hadn't done enough research so i didn't but if uh if, if i did if i were betting this week i haven't looked at the odds so it's easy for me to say this but i would probably do uh like i, I xander would be one that i would definitely want to have and um uh, you know, because like I, these are these are guys that I, I think could win, but I also don't care. Oh, Max Homo would be another one I would want to bet. Those I probably just bet those two and run with it, right? I just feel like they're both due for a win, and they're both great course fits. That doesn't mean they're good DFS plays, but those are guys that I would be willing to bet, right? Does a small field and no cut place even more pr- premium on pivoting and not eating the chalk? Um, I, I think you're going to want to eat some chalk. If you're doing a single entry, you could probably get away with no chalk, right? But if you have a player pool of 20 guys, I think it's almost foolish to not have any of those guys in donkey, the, any of those donkey chalk guys. One of them is probably going to go off, if not multiple ones, right? So, you know, if you're doing 20 or more lineups, I don't think you want to fade all chalk. I think that's a losing proposition. Okay, if we make the exception for 7K massive donkeys, do we jump three or four exposure? I, I mean, I think that's the way to do it, Brock, especially on a no-cut event. What's the word? If you love Benny Ann, right, and you want to play him at 20% ownership, and you say, well, I'll play 60% Benny Ann. Okay, I respect that. I really do. And here's what I would say. I kind of like that move because, like, his floor is still relatively high, right? He still has a relatively high floor because he can't miss the cut or anything like that, right? I mean, outside of a outside of a withdrawal, you probably it's probably a pretty safe play. That's why I like to go really aggressive. Like, I'm probably only doing three to five lineups this week and just putting them in some single entry stuff. And I legit will have three or four of those guys in all the lineups, and then I'll just rotate the last couple uh, few spots. So that's how because like it's just such a safe floor. Uh, in a no-cut event, should we eat more chalk in single entry? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I probably, I think there's a good argument for it because chalk gets there more often at no-cut events because they're guaranteed 72 holes. So, you know, a bad Thursday or a bad Friday, it's not like they ever miss the cut, and the good players that are playing well tend to do better over 72 guaranteed holes. Tony Mark, what do you think the optimal adjustment, of course, playing easier than expected? Prioritize birdies are better? Yeah, I, th- there's two things I'm going to be doing, Tony. It's not just that I think the course is going to be playing easier, so I should be looking more at birdies made instead of bogey avoidance, but it is also that I think the course is going to play softer than it is going to play harder, and when that is the case, it really changes. Like, when I go through here, a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick, I like it firm, fast courses, right? Whereas a guy like Decky, I never like, but if I were ever going to play him, I like him on softer greens, right? He's a guy that knows how to stick iron when he's on, right? Terrell Hatton is a guy that, uh, like, I like to play at firm, fast courses, even though, weirdly enough, he can stick it, right? Uh, Wyndham Clark, a guy I like at firm, fast courses, not a guy that I necessarily like on uh, soft greens. And you're like, well, how do you know all that stuff? From watching a lot of fucking golf, and I remember all these things about him. Who has a lower score, Ann or Young? Uh, they're, they're both going to shoot 27 over, so I tied. 
Uh, let's see. Cam Davis, top 15. I like Cam Davis, dude. I, Cam Davis seems – he's good. When Cam Davis is playing well, he is so good. I mean, talent-wise, I think he's a top 10 talent. He just, he just doesn't have the consistency, right? Uh, have you ever played WSOP? I have. I've played in two WSOP events. I did like a $1,500 no limit uh, uh, last summer, and then two summers ago I did like a $2,500 no limit. Didn't cash in either one. Uh, let's see. Uh, who is Mark Levin? He's in every contest. He's a, he's, a, he's a robot sent back in time to make lots of lineups. Is it time for P. Rogers to sizzle? I mean, I was interested in P. Rogers. I really was uh, until I saw he was going to be like 13% ownership. Then I fell over laughing. Who will be this week's Justin Rose? Way out of it. Re- rebounds for a solid finish. Ricardo, I'll answer that tomorrow <laughs> after I see round one. We winning the 100K this week? Uh, well, I'm not playing in that contest. Well, I guess I am if I... Uh, with, with my two contest winners. But other than that, I'm not, I hate the structure of the big contest this week. Uh, most birdies you've had in one round. Three. Three. Uh, but I have had 14 pars. Uh, four for four. TPC Summerlin. I quit after four holes. I was even par. I didn't. I, I think I shot, I don't know, around a, uh, probably 88, 91. I, I honestly quit. Quick counting. I was getting tilted. Uh, the banjo going uh, uh, going three in a row? Uh, no way. Liking Stars and Scrub or Balance Build this week? I like Balance because I think Stars and Scrub is going to be more popular. I, it's not necessarily I like those players more. I just like being contrarian to how the field's going to build. What's your favorite golf movie? Tin Cup? It ain't even close. Uh, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Oh, Jesus. Who, who likes milk chocolate over dark chocolate, you fucking weirdos? Uh, let's see. Moving on. What did you shoot at Summerlin? I, I'm pretty sure it was an 88 or a 91. Uh, you'd have to ask them. I, I really quit keeping score. I was feeling so good. I, hey, look, I made four pars on the first four holes, but I knew I had my C-minus game, so it was just a matter of time until the wheels came off. Uh, and, and literally it came off with a, I made a, I made a quad at the, at the fifth hole, little, little, um, little par three. Not a very hard hole, and I made a quad. Um, okay, 5K range. Uh, who's the chuck? Uh, of those guys down there, P. Raj will be the highest owned. Uh, let's see. Zach Calentaylor. Sounds like a running back in the NFL. Uh, is playing three guys below 6.8 and three above? No, I, I think it's viable this week. I really do. Because these guys at 6.8 this week, I mean, like, they're real golfers. McCarthy, Todd, Shank, they're all fine golfers. Uh, Hodges or Svensson? I would go Svensson, but I kind of like them both. What constitutes as a mush when uh, everything you do, Brian? How often does the highest price golfer pay uh, the price tag off in GPBs? I don't have that question. Just a little. Just a little. Sounds like something you tell you. Tell you. Never mind. Uh, all right. Do you, think, uh, do you think playing some guys struggling to stay in the top 30 or more moving in? Uh, I actually, Steven, I think if I were going to run with that narrative, I would go with guys who are trying to push into the top 30, guys who are just going to be firing at pens trying to get birdies, because let's face it, uh, position points don't matter as much this week because everybody's guaranteed position points. With there being 50 people, every person is guaranteed at least one position point because you get one point for finishing 50th, right? So I'd rather have the points this week are going to come from birdies. I need a sleeper top 10 pick. Who do you suggest? Uh, I don't do picks. Best buffet in Vegas. Uh, not the one at the win. Uh, what does winning lineup leave on salary? I think they'll leave uh, two to 400 on the table, I guess. The winning is going to be like 49.7, 49.6, something like that. Uh, who is the 5K most likely to top 10? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably Patrick Rogers because he's a fucking loser. Um, all right, Michael Marquat, uh, 20 max entry, good ownership percentage to target. 20 max. Oh, yeah, I think uh, this week, anytime you stay under 80 or 90% cumulative is good, but you really need to learn about product ownership, which I have a whole video over in my archive. Uh, is there anything funnier than picturing Rom moonwalking? Boy, that is a good image, Nick. Big man, the sweaty tryhards need to know just how many 6K and below golfers. Well, seeing I'm only doing three lineups, uh, there will, I will have uh, probably three, three of them, which is quite a bit for three lineups, right? 
Uh, Lukey Gloves for a three-peat. Man, you guys are hooked on Lukey Gloves. Not a chance. Uh, Jonathan Ramathan or Scotty? I'd definitely take Scotty. But honestly, if I had to choose, I think I'd rather have Rory. What the fuck is life becoming? Moving on, moving on. All right, Michael says, uh, Denny has had a bad lately. Any thoughts on turning around? Yeah, I've given up on him, so he's guaranteed T5 this week. Do you think the top guys have the best win equity, or is it just the tournament? Uh, any of the top – oh, any of these guys can win, Chris, but the top guys definitely have more win equity. Dabbling Rainmakers, we dumping – you know, I want to get into Rainmakers, dude, but I'm just so bad at, like, just sticking to what I know. It's not a healthy thing. I'm not bragging about that. Price Picks has strokes set to 70 for a lot of guys. We're looking for free money. I would I would be taking the over on that tomorrow. They're going to get blown the fuck off the course. But the problem is, is Price Picks, I'm pretty sure, did the same cowardice thing that under, uh, Underdog did and won't let you uh, uh, correlate your bets. So you can't just take all overs tomorrow, which is stupid AF. Uh, what money is good? Uh, what money is good targeting to leave to differentiate? I think uh, to me, I'll be leaving two hundred. The max I'll have on my lineup will be forty nine eight, but I'm also going to probably minimize it about forty nine four or forty nine five. Okay, because I don't leaving too much money on the table to me is just silly. Is under uh, is three under seven k? Nope, already answered it. Uh, best bounce back candidate that could be low owned. Uh, shit, I can't even remember where everybody finished. Approaching them maybe? I think nobody's gonna play approaching them. Uh, for the three max this week, instead of locking uh, a core uh, and rotating a few three different narratives, and I hope one hits, yeah, I, I like that. But I also like when I'm doing three lineups, I also like to have some common themes throughout my lineups, right? Like I might play Xander in all three of them or have three or four guys in two of them, right? That's how I like to do it. Uh, we winning? Don Juan, we're always winning, brother. How much salary do you feel is comfortable leaving on a shortened field? I already answered that one. Uh, how did you adjust your cash strategy and no cut events? Easy. I don't fucking do it. That's how I do it. It's a pretty bold strategy. I just don't. I it's it just I, playing cash in PGA. I I'm, I'm really starting to feel like it's a fool's errand. And then to do it in a no cut event. How about I just how about I just like just flip a coin, right? And even that's not true because the coin you don't have to pay rake on. All right. Why no one talking about Jason Day? I like Jason Day just fine. I, I, I'll play him if nobody wants to play him. Old J Day, he, he gets up for these events, right? Scotty Roy Rom, best putter for the week. Rory. Trusting the model more than usual? Monday Dynamo asks, um, no, I'm not. I, I, I really not. I, I, it's more like I'm betting college football this week, and I'm playing the position, right? Uh, I would rather play a guy that I just kind of know like is good at hard courses, is motivated this week, but maybe not in good form. I'm just kind of picking my spots more than I'm trusting the model. Highest ownership, 22% of 50-man uh, filled. Uh, yeah, that, it is very weird, Tyler. And I think the answer is is people have just gotten so much smarter about letting idiots be runaway donkey chalk that, like, it's really started to rein it in, right? And I've noticed that a lot of people's projections aren't as bad as they used to be, point projections. And you'd be amazed how much point projections lead to uh, ownership, right? Because so many people just don't know anything. They're like, oh, I got Jim Bob's projections. I'm just going to go toss them and optimize or make some lineups with zero variance. And all it does is just pop out the same guy over and over and over and over and over and over and over because he has the highest projections. Denny finally going to turn around this week? Yes, because I'm not playing him. Who finishes last... Uh, who finishes last this week? I don't know. Uh, Benny Ann. Uh, leaving 500 on the table too much? No, I think 500 is okay. Uh, how was the casino in Vegas? I always have a good time. I never win. I tip too much, and I play recklessly. Right When I, you know, when there's a good shooter at, at, at craps, I mean, I just press everything, just hoping that I get that one hour-long roll, and then I win all the money in the casino. Problem is, I get a bunch of 20-minute rolls, and all the money that I should have been taking down off the table is just still out there when they rake it all in. Not a good process for winning money, Bob. All right, uh, why do you feel that Connors and M are both prime this week? Why do I feel like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe because there's gutters all around there and Corey Connors is down there hiding, trying to catch small children. I don't know. 
Uh, that's a Pennywise joke, everybody. Uh, Wyndham Clark for a nice bounce back. Uh, I like. I, I think he's fine. He he, he kind of has that. You know, if it's going to be U.S. Open ish, I don't mind him at all. Can we play someone with the yips? Can we really play someone? I I mean, at that price tag, it gets to be really tough to do that, right? Let's see, Bill. Welcome back from Vegas, big guy. What's the funniest celeb sighting uh, you've seen while gambling in a Vegas casino? Man, that is a good one. Uh, let's see. Who 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 did I see? I don't know. Uh, when DeMarco Murray was with the uh, Titans, uh, you know, the running back DeMarco Murray, he's actually now a coach at OU, Boomer Sooner. Uh, I was there and my, uh, with my buddy, OSU fan, and uh, he had an OSU shirt on. And DeMarco comes over from another craps table, comes over to my buddy, whispers in his ear and says, Boomer Sooner, bitch, and walks off. And I'm an OU fan, so I loved every second of it, right? And my buddy... I mean, DeMarco's a pretty intimidating guy. Didn't say much. Um, and I, I guess that would be my coolest uh, story for a celeb. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, that's the best I got. Are you taking into account FedEx uh, Cup standings when determining guys in and out of your player pool? Uh, are you taking into account the FedEx Cup stand? Uh, no, I'm not. I, you know, that is a narrative that I think may have some legs, but I'm not into it. Let's see. Let's see. Caddy Air. Hope Vegas was the bomb. So you're saying DGen over 1.5 birdies on underdog didn't cash? Oh, yeah. Not even close. I, don't, I didn't make a birdie all three rounds. Yeah, we, played, we played Paiute. We played Bally High. And we played TPC Summerlin. That was the three courses that played. Didn't make a single birdie the whole trip. Made, I don't know. Let's see. I made, made like, I made like uh, 33 pars, though. I mean, that's pretty good for me. And anytime I can average over 10 pars around, I'm pretty excited. I'm a par king. Um, all right, what do you uh, what do we do when Spieth is low owned? Um, I mean, I we, you know what we do, brother. Just like we did last week, you did pretty good. Henley for the crown, yeah. Uh, I I don't love it, but Wolf, here's what I'll tell you: one hundred percent Henley. Uh, no, I do it. I I don't mind it. I really don't. Do I? I, I this is the one week I tell you: go one hundred percent on guys. Get in there. Uh, Billy says, Tommy lad, I'm not opposed to it, bro. Cephas, Siwoo for the win. Cody, Siwoo is the most perfect GPP play you could have this week because he's either going to finish dead fucking last or top three. I don't, it, that's just how it'll be, right? Um, so there's that. There's that. Let's see. LOL. All right. That must have been when I did the videos, all right? Uh, X going to give it to you. All right. I wasn't planning on singing. It just came out. That beat just takes you over. Am I right? Spieth getting that W? I highly doubt that, Andy. I mean, I would love if he did, but I doubt it. Uh, Stats ATL got second out of 30K. That's right he did, pal. He's got, he's got a process, and it's working well for him. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Chittown Sean, thanks. Hey, no, thank you, you mother father. I don't even recognize your name. Just dropping a, dropping a super chat, you mother father. Welcome to the party. Uh, from a roster construction perspective, uh, uh, does it price out unless a punt really goes off? Does it price worry out unless a punt really goes off? Kind of, right? Because he's so price prohibitive that you're going to have to have at least one 6K guy or multiple 7K guys go off, right? So that, that, that is a really good point to think of the cause and effect that has to happen. Uh, let's see. People used to know that if you got paired with Tiger, you're already down before a tee shot. Do you ever consider actual pairings? You know, that's the thing I was really slow at getting behind uh, Lock Jeff, but I am. Like some guy, like when Spieth and Thomas are together, I actually really like them way more, right? Because they're going to have the feel goods, right? I've literally not played Brooks before when he's with guys like Cantlay or Bryson who are slow, who I know has him thinking about how slow they're playing and not his round. So I do consider that, but it did take me a while to come around with it. Should we fade everyone? Uh, should we fade your process in tournaments and get different? Should we fade your process in your tournament? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Ryan. If you're smart, go play in my contest and fade the shit out of Xander because he'll be like he'll be twice the ownership in there than he'll be in the regular one, right? Uh, go, oh, and another one, always play Rory and Patrick Rogers in that one because they're always criminally underowned in my contest. 
Uh, uh, oh, more flour too. How do you uh, like builds with four 9K guys and two pawns? It's my favorite build, but let's not talk about that publicly. Uh, is coal uh, 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 at a hard course a thing that I've been hanging out too long in the sun? Let's see. What does old coal do? Old solar. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's above average on difficult 70, so I think there might be something to that. Uh, let's see. Golfer who is best at hitting fairways who will be relatively low owned. Well, let's go over here to good drives, and let's go look. Uh, uh, Brennan Todd. There you go. Contrarian target price range. Uh, the, 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 this range right here. Right here. Let me show you. I already talked about it earlier. Ba-boom! Uh, 10,000 to 9,100. That is the forgotten about range. Why does my work insist on scheduling meetings on Wednesday afternoon? Don't they? I mean, you must live out west. What the hell? Should already be home by this time, bro. Anyone not outside the top 30 guys uh, who uh, take it down this week? Man, I, I honestly don't even have the standings memorized. It's on the stone. All right, I'm answering three more questions, uh, and then I'm getting out of here. I'm out of here like a fat kid in dodgeball. Weather Edge, go back and rewatch. We already talked about it. Top three who will play hard course as well. Uh, difficult 70s, it's Rory Scheffler Hideki. Fucking shocking. Just shocking that those guys would be good at hard courses. Shocking. Uh, when speaking Oklahoma, what is red? Uh, what is red carpet country referred to? I never heard that before in my life. I have no idea. I, I will also tell you, just because I live in Oklahoma, I ain't much of a country boy. I live right here in the city. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, what an awesome three course rotation for a Vegas trip. Living large, my brother. I mean, look, when people people want to invite you to come play TPC Summerlin, you just make it happen, Billy. You just make it happen. Posting on difficult courses. I'll look up some JT posting for you, bro, Cephas. JT posting not great on difficult 70s. There you go. Uh, I love when people ask if a certain player is going to win. Me too, Johnny. I, I like it like a swift kick in the dick. That's how much I like it. Who are you rooting for in your best ball lineups this week? Ooh, I didn't. Did they put up exposure? I didn't even see Andy. I'll get back to you on that. I don't know. But here's what I do know. You need to go check out my website. You need to go get in uh, uh, my website. You need to go get in my contest. And you need to be back here Friday and Saturday night for Showdown Hoedown. We only got two more weeks of Showdown Hoedown, and then it's gone until January. So you better fucking enjoy your Showdown Hoedown because notice, it ain't on the fall schedule, you mother fathers. Thank every single one of you for being here. The number one stream in PGA DFS nine out of the last ten weeks because of you. Couldn't do it without you. It's been fun. Don't forget, X is going to give it to you. But for right now, this outro is going to give it to you. <laughs>